I keep on going. I am looking at some of my notes. Um, you mentioned T-shirts. Oh, the uh, the Haggis uh, T-shirts? You remember. I had that written I, down. Don't, yes. You don't want to hit Haggis. You don't want to hit Haggis. <laughs> <laughs> and just just the, just the sheep like the deer in the head like the terrified deer in the headlight looks i think they'd sell like hotcakes and then under it have seti bimco and maybe yes <laughs> we're talking about last wait was that last week's episode no a few episodes ago we were talking about the patty duke show movie right cousins from scotland we made jokes mm-hmm. about haggis so mm-hmm. did we did we offend some, did we offend some scottish people um, there was a little bit of talk in the Discord mm-hmm. about it, but mm-hmm. to make about... fun of the Scottish dancing. Well, it's the Scottish <laughs> dance; it's the Irish dancing that the Scot stole from us. Yes. So let's get let's just get that straight. Yes, they stole the bagpipes from us. Mm-hmm. They stole the dancing from us, and they tried to give us haggis. And they took the the six northern counties of the of Ireland of the island. And what do they have to give us? Oh, well, we'll give you haggis for all of it. It's like, no, no, that's not a fair trade. It's the SETI BIMCO show. In fact, it's SETI Summer Camp BIMCO month. John has a poison ivy rash on his bum that looks like Jesus. And Tim is charging the faithful 10 bucks a head to shave its beard. What show is it, John? It's the SETI BIMCO show, Tim. And what's it about? Oh, we just talk about those crazy, wacky, embarrassing, awkward moments of youth and upbringing. <laughs> and then we watch some uh, movies of, the, movies the, of the, questionable the, quality. Right, that were overlooked by the Emmys. You right. know, it's like, you know, the Emmy. I think we should call the segment Emmys Forgotten Children. I think that should be the, I think that should be oh. the name of the segment. Re- you know. Okay. How they how how the uh, National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences overlooked these masterpieces is still beyond me. Yeah, not one know. nomination for Patty Duke still rocking in Brooklyn Heights. Not one single nomination. So, we'll John, did anything happen this? We have thoughts this week I, about other well, things did, besides Haggis. Well, how did your Canada Day go? Great. Oh, good. Did you have a good Canada oh, Day? Oh, yeah. Canada. What day oh, was that? Oh, Canada. That would have been, um, that was Friday. Uh, nice, the first. Nice. The first of July. Yep. What, and, what you know, did I was you do? I, I was, well, I was, I, I worked. This is the third consecutive Canada day I've had to work. I was very upset. You're sticking then, it in the eye of Canada, right? That us Americans don't need a day off to celebrate Canada. No, it's not my choice. Work. I, keep, I keep requesting Canada day off every year. And every year they say to me, John, we cannot give you Canada day off. That's, that's not a religion uh, in the United States. It's not. It's not recognized in the United States. It's not recognized in the United States. Yeah, you know, but speaking of like holidays, I'll bet you like if I told them in high school I was Jewish, like I could get all sorts of days off. Like they wouldn't know. Like nope, I'd yep. be like it, it's it's you know Yom, uh, you know Yom Yom Hanukkah Zapur. You know that's yeah. it's a Jewish holiday. Ram Hanukkah Zapur. And I'll be like, oh well. I'm like, are you questioning my religious beliefs? They wouldn't know what to do. They wouldn't know they what to do. They, they might check into you, though, in our small town. They might come. Like, they check. might. They, they might have. I don't know. I'd just put a menorah in the window and be like, yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Shalom. 
They might come check on you to let you know you're not going to replace them. That's all. We'd like to speak to your mother. I'm sorry. She's working on a kibbutz in Israel. Also. <laughs> right. <laughs> she is unavailable. We're going to talk about kibbutzes later, I think. I know. We're going to, we have a great guest today. Yeah, later on the show, Karen Green, Karen curator Green. of Columbia's graphic novels and comics. I asked her all about Garfield. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep finished. Ask her all about Garfield. Ask yeah, her all I'm going to ask her about, all about Garfield. And we're going to have the big Garfield-Heathcliff debate. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I was also going to introduce Karen Green as the pride of Fort Lee High School. Uh, yeah. But we'll, we'll get into that okay. later as well. <laughs> So shall Was we that it for your it? week? That's it for my week. And what about you? What what happened with you? Did, well, did, we had a, did, did COPEC have any special donuts for Canada Day? No. <laughs> I am COPEC he hates Canada. See, well, how could COPEC hate Canada? I did. I did. I did go in there. They're like donut day is over for a while. So. Oh. <sighs> what are you gonna do? Um. No, but this past week, a friend came from out of town. Hmm. Um, she's staying a nearby, she's house sitting basically. So okay. we went out to eat with her in one of those backyard restaurants has a backyard space and they kind of have a temporary roof Okay, yeah. for summertime made out of that see-through plastic. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, we, I sat against the wall and Jean and our friend, they both sat opposite me. So, and beyond them, I could see the whole, the whole, uh, dining area. Mm-hmm. And there were these two women sitting and I knew they were together. They were holding hands, kissing. And they kept looking over at me and kind of smirking, uh, like rubbing their chin, looking over. Every once in a while, they kept looking over, looking over. And I thought, is this finally the uh, heterosexual <laughs> male dream come true? These, these two ladies, they just, tonight's the night. They just want a man to share their bed. You'd be like, Gene. threesome. <laughs> I was going to say, Gene. You Gene, know, they're just gonna. Gene, you're gonna have to walk soul tonight. <laughs> I got a Cinemax yeah. fantasy waiting for me at that other table. I was, I was, yeah, I was gonna say, Gene, they're gonna just chew me up and spit me out. So uh, maybe it'd be okay. I think they want me to be in a three. And then her, our friend's friend looked up and said, "Oh," and and we realize what they're all looking at, like behind me, up above my head. It's a rat on one of the wooden. Uh, boards holding oh the, the roof up. Like, oh, oh there's rats up there. This is the oh, rat highway Jesus. up here above me. And I'm like, oh, that, I'm thinking that's what those two women are looking, smirking at me because there's a rat above my head while I'm eating dinner. So you're already so, eating. Oh. So Jean's like, so what? what's those women? What three things do they wanted? And so I'm like, yeah, they, they Never I, mind. Just, I said, they want three teeth for the lesbian tooth drive. Never mind. If I'm willing to donate my ne- teeth. Never so mind. I had to. Go to the dentist. <laughs> no, John, I had to go to the dentist, and I had to say, "Come uh, on, uh, invent the international lesbian tooth drive, test my teeth, and I can go back to Gene and be you, like, my teeth really, aren't good enough. My teeth you, are not good enough. You really got to, you really got to cover this. You really got to <laughs> cover this story. You've got to get all your bases covered." <laughs> Yeah, and then and Jean's like, "I never heard of the international lesbian tooth drive. Is that real?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's real because." Yeah, it's real. And then I'm like, I can't remember because uh, I've got les- lesbian blind spot disease. I just forget half what they say. You know, I was told as a child, I was told as a child, I had lesbian teeth. 
you had lesbian blind spot that, disease. That's what <laughs> they said to me. The dentist said to me, and he said to my mother, I'm sorry, your son, your son has lesbian teeth. There's a treatment for it, but your, but your dental insurance isn't going to cover it. So, yeah. Our dental insurance does not cover lesbian teeth. Oh, so that's, that's how I got out of that predicament. That's totally, yeah. totally true story. It's all true up to the point when I was wondering what those two women were interested in me for. But after that, it's all fake. Oh my in gosh. case the, any genes the listening. Rats. The rats? Yeah, the rats was true. Oh, the rats was true. See, I would have like put true. my fork down and said, I'm sorry, I got to go. <laughs> but it's so, in New York right now, they uh, they kind of took over during the pandemic and they're not, they're not letting go. They're not letting go. No, <laughs> they're staying. Uh, as long as they learn to coexist. Like the Planet of the Apes <laughs> movies. Like, right. you know, four and five. Like, you know, where like the, me- the humans and the, the apes, after conquest of the planet of the apes, they sort of learned to live in harmony. You think the rats would adopt a, a baby, a human baby, and take care of it as one of its I, own? You know, weren't there, weren't there children raised by wolves? How, how yeah. bad could it be You know, to have a child raised by rats? Which, which reminds me, one other thing. Sorry, I'm, I'm blabbing, going on. But I was That's in the okay. subway today for the first time in quite a while mm-hmm. in Manhattan. And there was a man walking towards me, dressed fairly normal, looked... You know, didn't look homeless, but he kept like his pants were falling down all the time. He needed a belt and he was mm. carrying a backpack and he was carrying a baby doll. And oh. I looked, I looked at him and he looked at me and gave me that like nod, like, Hey, how you doing? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm being totally normal. Like you were <laughs> like, I can tell we're brothers. Yeah, we connect. I, so. I know that you got a baby, happens, baby doll at home. happens to me too. Like that one, per- I'm the one person like that person. We'll pick in the entire room, the entire subway car, the entire bus stop, who will pick me out and decide that somehow I am a kindred spirit. <laughs> well, I kept walking. I didn't give him a chance to talk to me. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, if, yeah. Now, he could have been a father, but if I, if I were a father with a backpack and a baby doll, I'd just put the baby doll in the backpack. Wouldn't you? What, and what's the story on the missing belt? Yeah. Like what, what, what did he have to... What did, why did, did he have to tie that around his child for, to go? Oh, no, no, you're getting dark. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't know. Like, what was happening? Was the child's clothes, were the child's clothes falling apart and he had to use his belt to keep them bound <laughs> together? Well, he, he walked by the people sitting at, in the seats and he dropped his baby doll and they were like, ooh. And they, like, they kind of repelled, re, not repelled, but they were repulsed by it, which yeah. I was too. He picked it up real quick, like, oh, no. Baby doll touched the uh, subway platform for more now, than five like, seconds. Like a doll with like you know a dirty face and like the real mm-hmm. matty like ratty hair. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, it was nice, nice and clean. Oh, and was new. It, it was a nice. Oh, it was an, It wasn't an American Girl doll, was it? No, we'll get no. into that later too. <laughs> but five second rule: real baby or baby doll. If it if you pick it up after it touches the subway platform, you can keep it. You get to, you, you keep the baby. Okay. If it's a real baby and it touches the platform for ten seconds, you just got to give it up for adoption. Just got to leave it there. So, just like sorry, <laughs> give it to and someone walk, and just walk away with your hands in the air. <laughs> so that's what happened to me. Wow, wow. So you didn't need a Canada Day celebration. You had your, you had your I did. American. You had your American good red blooded American fun. And- you didn't. So you 
did you boycott Fourth of July Day? No, Fourth of July. I, I work Fourth of July. Okay, so this was, it was one of those weekends where you know working in the retail with the grocery and everything. We had the first of the month, which is when all the government checks come out, and we also had a holiday, so it was just basically four days of. Oh jeez. Mm-hmm. No, I can't I see you. See, there's no face, so I can't see if you're smiling, laughing. No, no, it was a rough weekend. It was a really rough weekend, and then we got to fix this camera. Well, well, I'll see what's going on here. I mean, it was telling me when I first plugged it in that the USB was not working. I don't know, man. So it could be Riverside. It could know, be. Maybe Riverside. I just have to ask a question. They they have good they, support. Maybe we'll have to go to Riverside headquarters and just uh, bash in a couple heads is what I'm thinking. Okay. I still keep in touch with some people up in the old neighborhood in the Bronx. I can take care of this. <laughs> I can have our Riverside running like a fine-tuned <laughs> instrument in no time. Get a couple of the, right. get a couple of the guys still up there in Arthur Avenue. I'll get, I'll get you taken care of. Don't okay. worry about it. Well, let me ask them nicely first. We'll ask them okay. nicely. Oh, all right, if you insist. <laughs> okay, we'll do it your way to start, Tim. Fine. To be too bad if something happened to your nice, uh, your your nice, nice web your business. Nice, your nice little Riverside FM. <laughs> Pity if your nice Riverside FM fell into the river. I'm just saying. Not uh, that I would want that saying. to happen to you, but, you know, I'm just saying it could happen. John P. Kelly's mom used to throw uh, Patty Duke's homework in the river. She almost, she almost did not get a high school diploma because of my mother. <laughs> Speaking of high school diplomas, should we segue into... Yes, our guest. I think that would be wonderful. Okay, enough talking. We'll introduce her. Uh, we have Karen Green with us. She's the curator for comics and cartoons at Columbia. She used to be the librarian for ancient and med- medieval history, which I'm interested in too. But now you just have one job. Just one job. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you for inviting me, Tim. John has a question. Ask me a question, John. Oh, do I have a question? Oh, uh, well, (laughs) well, I mean, I have a lot of questions. Okay, I didn't know I was going to have to ask mine first. But anyway, (laughs) no, I was just reading your um, article about uh, your profile on the, I believe it's the Columbia website about, you know, getting the job. First of all, that you bartended for all those years. I am all, I was also (laughs) a bartender. Nice. So, I mean, all those Mornings getting out at three, four o'clock in the morning, Seriously. and you know, and, and, and I went every, I went, I did for everything from like working in a gay bar, separating coked up drag queens. Nice. Uh, you you got to watch it when those acrylic nails get get flying. Let me tell you, you could lose an eye. <laughs> I believe you. And then my last bartending gig was, and I had taken Tim up there about. Oh, we, I guess we met up there about. How many years has it been now, Tim? I can't oh, remember now. Five years ago. When, when we sat at the inn, yes, we sat at the inn. Um, it was this historic inn in Aurora, New York, right on Cuba Lake. And the lady, Pleasant Roland, who created the American Girl Dolls, who was an <laughs> alum of the college in Aurora at the time, Wells College, which was an all-female college, she, she bought the inn. She sold her company to Mattel for $776 million. So nice she just for her. Yeah, so like like you do, you just like like you buy an old historic and you buy the dive bar across the street and fix it up. You buy Mackenzie Childs because the founders who I also used to work for didn't know how to manage money. Oops. And so basically so then so then it was like, well, I went from like gay bar, which was like anything went to uh you know, these 
weddings with like four zeros in the amount, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, like I know 90, those 000, very well. you know, like, or it's like a no shot policy because you didn't want people getting sloppy drunk and trying no. to explain to the family of the Australian groom why they can't get as drunk in us in the United States as they can in Australia. And I finally had to put it in a nutshell like this. I said, look, you were an English colony founded by convicts. We were an English colony founded by religious zealots. That's yes. the difference right there. Oh. I had a high school wow. English teacher who always said um, this country would be would have been a lot more fun if we had been founded by the Elizabethans. <laughs> Puritans were not not yes. good not good rootstock. Right. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. I mean, they were. Oh gosh, I don't even want to get going on it. You know. Uh, <sighs> well, Karen, I I do want to talk to you about the comics collection and a few other things but yeah the the fact that you were a bartender for 13 years i i'm sure there's 15 years maybe one good story 15 years 1978 to 1993 can you tell what bar it was tell us oh well a few i worked a lot in hotels but the place i worked the longest was the grand hyatt new york which of course was the cornerstone in the donald trump real estate empire Mm. Um, so he used to show up, uh, quite a bit. And when I was a banquet bartender, I was called in to work his father's birthday party in a suite, just family, like 10 people. Yeah. Fred. And, uh, so I got to see the whole family up close and personal mm. and uh, mm. not, not a charming family. <laughs> Is this when Marla was the wife? Uh, no, this, I think, probably would have still been Ivana. Ivana. Ivana and I have have the same birthday. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I actually was in a a Chinese restaurant near the Society of Illustrators uh, in, like, 2017, grabbing a quick lunch, and she was grabbing a quick lunch two tables down from me. And I was so tempted to go to her and say, you know, you could have ended all of this. Uh, What do you mean? A pillow pillow over the face? Is that what you're saying? No. You know, she (laughs) accused him of rape. And then she retracted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mm. one feels that at the very beginning, that might still have been a disqualifying Mm, event. Although, you know, we learned that nothing actually was a disqualifying event for him. Um, But before I could uh, decide whether it was a good idea or not, some other woman at another table came up to her and started gushing to her about how fabulous her family was. And I was just like, oh, man, no, 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 no. Must have been a tourist. Uh, No, Upper East Side woman. Uh, You know, Upper East Side. Upper East Side. It's another country. Yeah, okay. I think that's where Theo Peck is from. We talked with him. There you go. <laughs> he got mugged by Tony Randall. Got to go back what? and listen to that. You got to go back and listen to it. I'm not going to tell you the story, <laughs> I, right, John? I think I think mug. <laughs> I think mug is a very strong verb to use. I think it was a passive aggressive mugging. Wow. I, I, think it, I think I think it was just petty larceny, but that's what I'm. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm sticking. Tony with. Randall. Poor, poor Karen's confused. I'll tell you that. No, he, I'm, he I'm was, deeply disappointed. He he was selling brownies <laughs> as a kid. And Tony Randall said, can I have a brownie? And he said, sure. And Tony Randall just kept walking with it. He didn't realize, I don't think, that 
he had to pay for that brown. Yeah, I'm not sure I would call that a mugging. <laughs> Having been <laughs> hey. mugged. Yeah. Uh, oh dear. No, I love Tony Randall. Yeah. And I'm sorry yeah, you exactly. were mugged. Right. Yeah, I was mugged in like nineteen eighty, I think. Eighty, hmm. maybe eighty one. Not too badly. It's just yeah. you lost your money. Um, it was scary because uh, yes, I, I was know staying scary. over at a friend's house and I had walked into the, the, like the foyer of the brownstone that she lived in and was about to ring her bell when this like 13 year old kid brandishing a gun walked mm. in and said, give me your purse. And, <sighs> um, because I'm an idiot, I said, oh, come on, that gun isn't even real. Like I would know. Yeah. <laughs> I have right. seen so many guns in my lifetime. Right. And we kind of struggled a bit, but that was back Ooh. when I was stupid and carried Man. a clutch instead of like a, a bag on a on a strap. So in the struggle, I loosened my hold on it and he grabbed it and he ran and there was a car waiting for him. So even though I ran after him in my mm. three inch heel boots, four inch Oof. heel boots, uh, which I fell <laughs> mm. zooping off in a in a car. So that was a little distressing. Yeah. But, you know, the price of living in New York back then, I mean, 1980, 81, that was still basically the 70s. And the 70s yeah. were a different, different yes. time in this city. Yes. A time sure that was. I loved, but a very different right. time. Right. Speaking of I, different times, if, as since I also read that after being a bartender or Deering, you went on to be uh, a masseuse, which I have to, you said, I read your interview that you didn't like it very long. And my thought was, yeah, giving a massage, if you had to give, I don't know if you have a choice, but giving a massage to men, it, I just, it, it's probably uh, not a fun, it can be, a, can be a risky job for a woman to be doing that. Like, Yeah, I went to the Swedish Institute for Massage Therapy and Applied Sciences, which is down in uh, Chelsea, and um, halfway through the program, I was in a car accident and broke my hand, oh, which geez. makes mm. massage really challenging. Uh, mm-hmm. and they taught me to do things like with my forearm and my elbow. Uh, but you know, I never, I still don't actually have full mobility back in that hand. So I mm. don't have the flexibility to do the kind of work and, you know, yeah, I didn't like the idea of having strangers come to my home and, and right, right. disrobe. I, I just, in the end, it wasn't what I wanted to do, but no, I met that's... my very best friend in the world there. So, ah. you know. And he's the one who sent John, me back to college. John. Oh. All right. I'm trying to step on your happy story with a joke about how John likes to have men come to his house in disrobes. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> that is not true. I don't judge John. <laughs> no, that is not true. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Let me let me let me use that caveat there. Yeah, no, I have not used Craigslist nor any of those. No, no, no. Oh God, no. 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 So no. we had a, a, a little bit of a technical difficulty. So we uh, should we talk to you about what you came here to talk about? <laughs> for, well, first of all, you're, you're going to tell us a high school story. But th- these oh, this, right. these weeks of uh, SETI BIMCO is going to be called the uh, SETI Summer Camp BIMCO because we're doing some summer camp movies and talking to people about summer camp. So you did tell me you worked at a summer camp and went to a summer camp. I went for two years to a summer camp that was made up of like three camps uh, for varying ages. There was Round Lake, Long Lake, and TAC, which stood for Teenage Camp. And it was near the Delaware Water Gap. 
um, and it was run by, I don't know if it was the Jewish Federation, but it was, they were Jewish camps. Um, so I was sent off to these camps when I was like 13, 12, 13. Um, and they were now, was this like a Hebrew health camp or was that, No, it was just like a camp camp. It was just like, why camp kind of, of, but, but with, but with Jews and, and the thing that I wanted to say about it is, so I was there in like the mid seventies, uh, yeah, pretty much like the early mid seventies to the late mid seventies. Um, and, uh, you know, now if you go to Jewish camps, you like learn all these Hebrew songs and mm-hmm. we sang teach your children. <laughs> that, oh my God. That was like the big, like, you know, socially aware. It was 1973, you know, right. Right. <laughs> that was we all like gotten the big auditorium, not the big auditorium, like the big stadium seating ball. thing with oh. the logs, and uh, right. and we all sang "Teach Your Children" and probably some other stuff. Yeah. But probably "Teach Your Children" stuff. is the one that I remember. These, these lakes are next to each other. It was like going up in age each lake. Yes, Round Lake oh, yeah, was okay. for like grade school kids, I guess, and. Um, so Long my, my point was, is the, the older, the kids for, at the older lake would, would come and attack the kids at the, the younger No, nah, we didn't mingle. Camp. We didn't mingle. Didn't that, they no. weren't that close to each other. Mm. And uh, TAC is the one that I worked at um, when I was maybe 18, uh, oh. 1977, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I worked there and uh, I was the office manager. Oh, that's the boring job, right? Or is that what you wanted? Um, it was a job. I had just come home from Israel. I had gone to work uh, on a kibbutz because that's, you know, what you do or what you did mm-hmm. in the 70s. I had gone to work on a kibbutz. It was supposed to be a six-month program. Um, and after four and a half months, I had called my parents for whatever reason. I can't even remember. And uh, they told me that one of my closest friends had just died in a car accident like Oh, no. Like the day before, practically. So I flew home mm. for the funeral. Um, and uh, I was left feeling kind of <laughs> unmoored. Yeah. So I uh-huh. got this job working at uh, the summer camp because we knew people. I think it must have been Jewish Federation because Jewish Federation is a place that I worked when I got out of high school. It's like a, oh, a okay. receptionist. God. I had so such happened? a very Jewish childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so very not now. <laughs> Isn't it fun? But, you know, it never leaves you, though. Like, Tim and I were both raised Catholic, and we, you know, we say, well, I'm not Catholic. There's, n- I don't know if this makes sense to you, but there's never a way you're not Catholic. Like, it's always in your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. It never, yeah. It's like, a the lens. guilt. It's and a the, lens through which you see it things. It is. Now, with that said, yes, I mean, yes, the the nuns in Catholic school were, I mean, they were taskmasters. They were like, <laughs> they we were terrified of Legendary. them. But at <laughs> the yeah. same time, they taught us a sense of social justice. They taught mm. us to look out for the 
for and I re, and I realized this as I was older because I remember as I've gotten older hearing stories about nuns protesting the Vietnam War, and my first reaction was, "Oh, none of the nuns I had would have done that." And then as I got thinking about it, I thought. I can see that nun protesting the Vietnam War. I can see that nun protesting like for women's rights. I could see all that. That's cool. And, and they really and they really did teach us that. So, but yes, you never let go of whatever John, that's a helpful message of the church. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I said what is this? In, they they stay in like sugar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm editing this out. I got a letter. I got a letter in the mail from the Vatican. They want me back. Uh, they said the whole gay thing. We don't care. We don't care. It's all right. You know, you, come back. All you, can't, you, you can't get married in St. Peter's Basilica, but we want you back. I think they want, I think, I think the collection plates running low. Is that our new sponsor, the Catholic church? Mm, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on that. I would not count on that. <laughs> Yeah, I spent a lot of time, you know, studying. I mean, I was a medievalist. That's what I went to graduate school for, for medieval history. And uh, uh, my my area of interest was was religious history, uh, hagiography, heresy, um, that sort of thing. So I heresy, actually anyway. know a lot more about Catholicism than probably I know oh. about Judaism. Uh, oh. But it's the old Catholicism, not the, not the contemporary Catholicism. It's, it's all in Latin. Yes, it's all in Latin. Can you can you read Latin? Um, I used to. I haven't oh done it in God. a while. I translated John, a bunch geez. of untranslated documents for my master's essay, um, and then I did it again for a canon law class. As you do. Well, like <laughs> you do, like you do. Latin was my That's... favorite class in Catholic school. It was my absolute. I loved. Great. I know this sounds weird. I loved <laughs> Latin. So did I. I absolutely, I absolutely loved it, and I actually have a copy of. I found an old used copy of Wheelock's Latin Aww. that I have been going through, <laughs> and I just, and you know, then I went on to study Spanish, and you know, I learned French and I learned Portuguese. I haven't learned Italian yet, but you know, of course, it helped me learn all those languages too. Italian is just like and Latin, you, but it's spelled funny. <laughs> just not all those. Decl- just hopefully not all those. Yeah, declensions no declensions. Either. The declensions go. Oh, I kind of declensions. I had to go see the doctor about those. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I really spasmodic in Latin. I had wanted to take Latin like my whole life practically. Uh, I read this book when I was, I don't know, 11, 12, that was written by T.H. White, the guy who wrote The Once and Future King. But this was called okay. um, Mistress Masham's Repose. And it was oh. about a, a little girl who lived in this massive, massive estate in England that uh, she had inherited, but which was controlled by her evil governess and her evil lawyer. Um, so she just mostly wandered about the grounds. And one day she goes off across the lake to a little folly that's in the middle of the lake that is called Mistress Masham's Repose. And there she discovers... Um, Lilliputians, like the Lilliputians who had come back in Gulliver's oh. pocket, uh, settled oh, wow. on this island. What? And and uh, you may wonder, what does this have to do with Latin? There's a scene when I'm, she I'm when lost. she first when she first <laughs> encounters them. The person who's like sent forward to talk with her uh, is the schoolmaster, the Lilliput schoolmaster, 
And uh, she said, and it says she racks her brains for Latin because she knows that whenever you have a conversation with a learned person, it has to be in Latin. And I just yeah. latched onto that and said, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a yeah. learned person who converses in yes. Latin. Uh, never quite got to the conversational stage, but, but that was, that was the beginning of my, my love affair with learning Latin. Wow. I love that story. That's a great yeah, story. Thank you. And when I was 10, um, we moved from Michigan to Fort Lee, New Jersey. And one of the big things that my mom kind of dangled in front of me when we left Jackson, Michigan, like I needed to have anything dangled in front of me to leave Jackson, Michigan, uh, yeah. was the cloisters. She's like, there's a magical place, an amazing museum called the cloisters. And it's filled with all this medieval art. I'm like, yeah. yeah. The first time I went there, I just fell in love. I used to cut class in high school because I was in Fort Lee, right on the other side of the George Washington Bridge. I would cut uh, class, yeah, yeah. I would walk across the bridge, and then I would take the M4 up to the oh, cloisters and just hang out there. That's, that's a long trip, <sighs> walking across the bridge. Oh, no, I walked across not, the bridge all the it, time. It's not a long trip if you got to get out of Fort Lee. <laughs> yeah. you, get, you, get, you get better you get out of You get out of there any way you can. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Why does John hate Fort Lee? He loves the no, Catholic just, Church. She hates I always, Fort Lee. I, always, I, don't, I never said I hated Fort Lee. Now you're putting words <laughs> in my mouth. No, whenever, of course, you think of Fort Lee, you think of Gilda Radner and Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana. Right. Um, or, I forgot or, about that. A Mr. Richard Fader from Fort Lee, New Jersey, right? Or Rosanna Arquette in Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh, yes. I'd forgotten mm. about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Fort Lee shows up in a lot of film. You'd be surprised. Hey, it was the, it was the first Hollywood it's where the movie industry in America was born. I thought that was Queens. No, it was Edison. Edison started it all out in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. oh, Perils oh, of right, Pauline right. were filmed on the Palisades. Right. Well, Karen. Yes. Are you delaying telling us your embarrassing story, either from summer camp or high school? You said you had some. Um, the high school one. Okay, so high school. Um, <laughs> there are any number of stories that I could tell. I was, I started out, we moved to Fort Lee when I was 10. Uh, so I was going into sixth grade. So I started sixth grade there and I was bullied unmercifully uh, because I was this very shy uh, uh, hick who wanted to read, mm. which was not cool. Um, and then for junior high, there were four elementary schools that all merged into one junior high. So, of course, all the cool kids from the four schools got together and informed each other of who was the bullyable person. So now I had four times as oh, no. many people what? bullying me. Um, oh, and then when I got to high school, I just kind of had enough. And I decided mm -hmm. to be wild. Um, okay. And so I became like a big stoner and... Uh, cut class constantly okay now this is my kind of story okay <laughs> yes. now, we're now, we're good. Good. now we're getting into the good stuff <laughs> and dress i can re i can relate to this come on let's keep going and dressed in like little cutoffs and halter tops and uh because there was no dress code at fort lee high school at the oh. time hmm. at the time <laughs> <laughs> but one day when i was in i think when i was a junior i think when i was a junior um I came to school. It was the beginning of summer. It was hot. I was wearing these little tiny cutoffs that I still own. 
by the way. What? Uh, although I do not <laughs> wear them now. <laughs> okay, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> um, and and this uh, halter top, like a Kiana. Do you remember Kiana? A Kiana halter top. Kiana halter. I'm. I and my know. it was like a that. very soft polyester uh, that hmm. everything was made out of in the seventies. Seventies, um, okay. And I had my hirachis on, and I was, you know, walking from one class to another. I was going to class that day, yep. which was great. <laughs> and then somebody came and said, you know, Karen Green, report to the principal's office. And I went to the principal's office, and the vice principal was there, and he mm-hmm. said, there have been complaints. I am oh. going to drive you home so that you can change and he mm. drove me home. I was a latchkey kid, so there was, like, no parent at home that I had to deal with. He waited downstairs. I went upstairs and changed. And what? the next that's, that's day, creepy. during the morning announcements, they announced a dress code. So I did oh, that. Geez. Oh, my goodness. Is it called the Karen Green dress code? <laughs> I was going to be my question. <laughs> that's going to be my question. <clears throat> no? They didn't name they it did that? Not. They did not. Did well, everybody look I, at I, you? I, I, Unofficially, unofficially, if anybody unofficially. to this day, if anybody breaks the dress code at Fortley High School, there's an announcement, you know, like Code Adam or Code Amber. It's like, uh, we got a Karen Green in the girls' locker room. Karen Green in the girls' locker room. Right. Wow. Yeah. Were his parents upset that he drove you to the house and waited? That's that's a little bit uh, today. I don't think that would fly. Um, it would not fly. Today. It would be a female think teacher. That probably. I ever told them. At the very least. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. You know, you could get, a, I mean, there were no, yes, I was a no key kid too. And then I there once were forgot. no cell phones. Um, no, the way yeah, that I yeah. cut class was I wouldn't go to homeroom so that I would get on the absentee list that was sent to every teacher so that mm-hmm. you wouldn't be that, marked as a cut. That was one of my tricks in right? high school, yes. Um, and yeah. then I would pick and choose what I was going to uh-huh. attend for the day. But the main reason I did it was to get out of gym because, oh, my fucking God, if I can say that, I hated gym so much. <laughs> and I cut gym so often that mm-hmm. – um, You had to take it over. Well, at the end of my junior year, they said to – I had arranged – okay, so I hated high school. I had arranged mm-hmm. to accelerate. I needed two classes worth of classes worth of credits to graduate, and I enrolled at a private school in New York City to take those two classes because the summer school at my high school was only for people who flunked. But mm-hmm. at the end of the semester, the end of the year, um, I discovered that I had gotten an F in gym because I had never uh. been there and I had never taken the president's fitness test. <laughs> Hoo ha! Right. Oh, that's very important. Right? Yes. Um, so uh, they said, you're going to – I said, all right. So I failed. No problem. They're like, you're not allowed to fail, Jim. You have to take it over. And I just froze. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm taking you know, English and American history at the Rhodes School in Manhattan. I can't, I can't come there. And Mrs. Lee, um, tiny little – ancient Chinese woman who was one of our gym teachers, you know, just said, you have to come back. And I burst into tears and literally went down on my Uh. knees and said, Mrs. Lee, please don't make me come back here. If I, if I don't take this 
If I don't take this summer school in New York, I have to do my senior year. Please don't make me come back here for another year. Did you say, do you know who I am? Do you know who the dress code is named after? (laughs) Do you you know who you're dealing with? Do do you know when you hear over the walkie talkie? We got a Karen Green in the girls' locker room. Do you know who they're talking? Do you know who they're talking about? That's right. You're looking at it. So anyway, she relented and gave me a D which allowed me to, to take summer school. And I think, honestly, she didn't want to see me for another year, quite frankly. <laughs> so win-win. Exactly. Win-win. Everybody was happy. <laughs> Why'd they have to make such a brouhaha about that? Just give her the fucking D in right. the first place. Come on. Exactly. Oh. We had another guest who who skipped who who needed to take up two classes of gym class, I believe it was, and um, his friends were really good at hacking the computer, so he suddenly passed. Yeah, there were no computers yes. in nineteen seventy six, seventy five, seventy five. You needed a really good <laughs> bottle of liquid paper. <laughs> yeah, and the ink in your pen had to match the teachers exactly. No, we could not have gotten yeah. away with that. But I could get away with cutting because. What would happen is if you if you came up as absent from homeroom, the vice principal, mm-hmm. no, not the vice principal, the head of the administration office would call your home. But both my parents worked hmm. and this was before answering machines. Right. Yep. So ring, 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 ring. Then if you came in the next day with a note from your parents, it became an excused absence. And if you didn't, it mm-hmm. became an unexcused absence. And when I finished my junior year, I had 90 unexcused absences out of 182. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I hadn't cut all of those, like the entire day. I, you know. Right. Just I, cumulatively. I, yeah. I cherry picked. Yeah. I just I went to the museum for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> In my, in my. You didn't go to the museum no, every time, exactly. did you? Or, or smoking pot on the Palisades. Um, in my, in my yearbook from my junior year, which was my last year, uh, my English teacher wrote that he would never forget that I never showed up for class, but still got an A on the final. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, had a, I had a similar situation with a Spanish teacher at our nice. high school, but. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. See, at our high school, Tim, and you didn't realize this because you were punctual. <laughs> yes. But, and this is how high tech we were. But I had it figured out. They would only count it as a tardy, but I guess it took them a while to set up the mimeograph machine. So by the time they got the list rolled out, like if you made it there at, at like the beginning of second period, it would count as tardy. But the list that went around from the mimeograph was already printed up that you were exactly. So you could, yeah, that's what I used to do. It worked. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> and my parents never knew <laughs> until they got my nice. report until card. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 90 well, yeah, I was out of 180 say. days. But then I went oh, to the summer boy. school in New York and Wait. I got straight A's, which I, lifted my yeah. very, very poor GPA from high school. I just hated that place. <laughs> I also got kicked out of driver's ed for being a a stunt. What? What'd you do? Um, We hadn't even gotten to the cars yet. We were still like, (laughs) we were still just in class looking at film strips and and being told things. And um, I was stoned 
and the yes. instructor, Mr. Ponzi, uh, asked me Ponzi. Um, with an S, not a Z, uh, asked, uh, oh, okay. asked me what an odometer was. And I said, Mr. Uh-oh. Ponzi, does it really matter? <laughs> get out of my class report to the principal and um i talked to the vice principal the same one who had driven me home and he said um you know i tried to get you back in but he does not want you back in that class and this was partly because his daughter carol ponzi was a bigger pothead than i was so he was very sensitive to this stuff Oh, so, okay. So that's why I didn't Jeez. learn how to drive until I was in my late 20s. So you moved, you moved to New York. Yeah, <laughs> just you just moved to New, New York. York. You don't need to drive. <laughs> you just moved to New York and get a driver's license there. We don't care. Um, so what does your high school – did you get your high school diploma from Fort Lee High School or did you yeah. get it from – Yeah, because I had – Okay, so the, did – okay. The credits from Rhodes were applied to my, my – Transferred. Okay. Fort Lee okay. education. So I'm guessing like the alumni fund doesn't hit you up for money or anything like that. No, and I have never. It's going to be ever, my. Well, because they don't know who you are, they're like, I don't. Did she go to school? We can't. I don't know. Yes. The idea of ever seeing those people again is so unattractive. The one reunion I did go to. So I was in theater and chorus, and um, the chorus teacher, Mr. Long, was. Um, I mean, we always we thought at the time that he was kind of odd, but in retrospect, he Uh-oh. he had brought me into this little group called the Sweet Sixteen, and it was sixteen girls, like four sopranos, mm-hmm. four altos, or I guess eight sopranos, oh, eight altos. Okay. Um, and he brought me in, even though I didn't have the greatest voice and I couldn't really read music. And in retrospect, I thought he probably thought, you know, this girl is troubled, um, and I'm gonna try to do what I can to keep her out of uh-huh. trouble. So, um, mm-hmm. so there was Very a 25th, 30th. When was it? Kind I don't know. Maybe 25th. There was maybe a 25th reunion oh, that was just, um, to celebrate Mr. Long. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to go oh. and celebrate Mr. Long. And, uh, we all got together and we all had our copies of Handel's Messiah and sang, you know, okay. because we always oh did Handel's Messiah at Christmas time. And, you know, we all sang a lot of the songs that we used to sing. And then everybody went out to dinner afterwards. And it was at that and dinner drinks. that I realized Uh-oh. that everybody at my table was basically looking at everybody else in the roles they had been in in high school. It's like there was no sense that, oh, let me find out who this person is now. Um and mm-hmm. that, and you know, I did not want to go back into that role that I had in high school. No, I hear you. Oh, oh okay. Um, That's so even so even like I, where they sat, you know, even like where they sat, the, those like the little cliques sat next to each other. Is that what you're saying? Um, or mm, no, not so much. It's like okay. To be perfectly honest, I wasn't just a stoner. I was also extremely promiscuous. And it was Ooh. from a, a place of great unhappiness. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And so all that was, you know, deep 25 years in my past at this point. But right, there right. were there were guys there who still looked at me like I was teenage Karen. And uh, that did oh, not sit yeah. well with me. Yeah. <laughs> at right. all. 
No, no, I get yeah, that. Yeah. I totally get that. That's probably why I've never been to a high school. I mean, I was in grad school at Columbia on a full fellowship at the time. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where, yeah. Are you, where are you still in Fort Lee? You know. Oh yeah, a lot of them. A exactly. lot of them. A lot of them still live in yeah. Fort Lee. Not all of them. Some of them went mm-hmm. on to actual a little bit of fame. Paramus. No, no, no. There's like there was one woman who was in chorus. Um, <laughs> Ellie Bear, who went on to become a successful songwriter. Um, I do know that name. Ellie Bear. I do know yeah. that name. She, she's got a, she's got a, she's got a real. B-A-E-H-R? B-A-E-R. B-A-E-R. Oh, okay. That, that, that name does sound very familiar. She was always one of the two women who were leads in the, in the musicals. Uh-huh. She was nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, she was, she was nice. nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. I wanted to stare in. She's a total bitch. That's what I see. That's how I wanted to stare in. She's a total <laughs> no, bitch, and I hated one, her. The other one who was the lead, uh, the other woman who yeah. got cast as the lead, was a total bitch. <laughs> um, okay. And and like a lot of the, you know, so I had been unpopular well, as a bully, and then I became like kind of popular for being wild, but mostly unpopular with people who considered themselves serious. And all of those people right. who were at the chorus reunion still treated me as a pariah. And she was one I of see. them. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Well, you got revenge on her. You got to be on Steady Bimco <laughs> exactly. Podcast. Exactly. That's correct. <laughs> I bet nobody's correct. flying her to Monaco business class to moderate a comics panel. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. We kept you like for an hour. Yeah. I would like to meet you one day face to face. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have coffee with you. I, but, but, but before you go, I, I didn't even get to ask you any comic questions. Quick, ask me a comics question. So how many how many volumes of Garfield do you have in there? Oh, yikes! Oh, I'm just I'm thinking none. <laughs> <laughs> we all prefer Heathcliff. I know <laughs> yeah. Heathcliff. Yes. How about the cats and jamma kids? You got the cats and jamma kids? Oh, I bet you they do. Um, All right. So just, you know, just to to brag a little bit, I finally, like, counted this for a a talk that I'm giving later this month. So as you may know, in 2005, when I started the graphic novels collection, there were three, count them, three graphic novels in the Columbia Library, uh, Mouse, Persepolis, and Palestine. And uh, the best count I could do, because it's really difficult to do this count uh, in our catalog because of the way the Library of Congress catalogs stuff, um, but we have roughly 20,000 titles uh, and uh, over 700 serials, periodicals. Um, So I have to come see it sometime. (laughs) Yeah. I did that in the last 17 years. (laughs) Congratulations. That's uh yeah, I was there once, but I didn't get to see the collection. You should come back because now I've moved yeah. I've gotten it moved out of the stacks where it was kind of sprinkled all over the place and it's been put in these beautiful, uh sunny, comfortable reading rooms where it's all together. Really impressive. Okay. I do want to come back. I had other questions, but uh I'm gonna let you go because we kept you here so long. <laughs> okay. Is John still there or did we lose him? No, I'm still here. Oh, okay. I think. Am I still here? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, all right. Sometimes I'm not sure of myself, story of my life, not sure if I'm all here. 
but we we have to. We'll, we'll let you go. Well, this anyway. has been a great. Again, I appreciate you. And I apologize yes. for Please my tardiness. I will, I will, I will mimeograph you an apology Ooh, note. Just leave your contact. <laughs> and I will smell the wet mimeograph. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Love that spell. purple ink. <laughs> just, just leave your contact information with Tim. I'll get it in the mail to you with an eight cent stamp. There's eight cent stamps with Eisenhower on them. Also, Eisenhower, that? former president of Columbia University. Oh, that's really? right. I, I, forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, we trained him how to be president that. of the United States. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, uh, all right. Thank you. Sorry for our, some technical Please difficulties. Stop apologizing. It's fine. It and, has been uh, such a pleasure. I've enjoyed this very much. Thank you for inviting me. All right. Well, thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank we you. Nice it. meeting you, John. Bye. Nice to meet you, too. That's good. Well, John, this is the end of the show, and I'm going to check to see if we have mail. Okay. It was the holiday weekend, and I can see here that nobody emailed us. Nobody, nobody even had a comment about my mom. On the, the Discord. Segment, on the Discord. On the Discord, I know, but, you know. The Discord is a community of uh, like-minded people. Yes. like <laughs> Canadian like, people who believe in the, the Canadian religion. Yeah, people and, who believe uh, in the Canadian People who actually believe the Scots came up with all that stuff. And uh, it's a big party in the Discord, and they did like hearing your mom. Oh, well, that was nice. Yeah. They said, they said she should join the Discord. I think you saw that. I did see that, and I had to explain to Kevin Cablasto, our uh, friend of the show and mm-hmm. host of the uh, Spaghetti and Freddy podcast, yes. um, that you know, I had to put icons on my mother's phone to, so she can get mm-hmm. directly into her email. Her Yahoo mail, by the way. That's all she has is Yahoo mail. And also get her oh, into That's her still face- around? Yes. Her Facebook. Get her into her oh. Facebook. Of course, save passwords because she doesn't rem- ever remember her passwords. <laughs> so all she has to do is just hit the icon to get into. But to get on the Discord, you know, yeah, I can put an icon on. But then she's got to figure out how to respond and the at. And she doesn't do the Twitters. You know, no. so she doesn't understand all that at so and so. She wouldn't get it. She'd be she said like she writes on people's pages like she's sending them a, a personal message on mm-hmm. Facebook. Oh you know, right, right. Yeah, you know, so it's like you know, well, you know, I heard you know, and I'm like, oh no, mom, <laughs> you got to send that as a message, not don't put because the person you're talking about it's, is probably reading it yes. on that other person's page, and you think you're sending it to them as a personal message, and you're actually posting it on their page. So just watch right. that, mom. Yep. End of many friendships. End of many, 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 many friendships. I'm so glad I'm not on that. And I did mention it by name, but, you know, that is the, uh, that is the social media site. Well, it's called Meta now, so no one knows what we're talking about. They're like, what? What's Facebook? I'm, yeah. I'm on Meta. I'm on Meta. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, email us if you have a story from high school you want to tell. You can email us at SETIBIMCO with an E at Gmail. We're on Twitter, SETI BIM at Twitter. And we're on Instagram, SETI underscore BIMCO Instagram. It's just that email. It's SETI BIMCO with an E at, at Gmail. Right. I messed it up when I did that. I, I let, put that E in there. It's okay. So, and I, uh, yeah, that was great. I think we've yeah, already yeah. said this. I was on Hypothetical Island. Did you listen, John? You I said you did, did listen to it. I did listen to it. 
Yes, that was that was that was some choice of island. I, I would have to say that was just really. <laughs> you like, wouldn't want to be Maud Island, right? Maud Island, yeah, I guess you had I to mean, be Maud. Oh, you had to be Maud. No, yeah. no, I couldn't you, be Maud. You'd rather be the pet of a Sasquatch. That's just what I picked. <sighs> I guess. Yeah. I you guess. could poop anywhere, John. That was my selling point. You can just poop anywhere. Yeah. They got to pick it up. This is the end of the second week of our major explosive SETI camp, BIMCO. All about summer camps. That's why uh, our guest talked a little bit about summer camp. Yeah. Even though her story was mostly high school. But. Okay. <laughs> All right, John. All right, Tim, on that note, you have a oh, great no, week. Oh, no, but next week. Come on. Oh, what's it's next the week? Last, it's, it's the next week. It's like three weeks of uh, summer camp, Seti Bimco. And you know what the movie we're watching next week is that I'm picking? Is it Summer it's Camp? Called, it's called Summer Camp, a movie yeah. I've never heard of. Uh, it's filmed on uh, the leftover film stock from the Z- Zapruder film. Okay, all right. It's really cool. Looks like it's cool. Only the Warren Commission could have gotten a hold of that footage before they put before they taped this TV movie over it. Yeah. Oh man, it's a movie that nobody should watch, but it's called Summer Camp, and we're going to talk about it. That's how we love them. Yes, and I have I have a story about not seeing one of the stars of the film Bronson Pinchot on Broadway. Oh, cool. All right. Don't give it well, away yet. He, I won't give it away yet, but it kind of it kind of goes back to the SETI verse. It actually goes back to our first episode with Miss Edie Nugent. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. It goes all the way back. We're going this is like <laughs> this is like Voyager 2, like hurtling from Earth past right. Uranus and Neptune. I mean, this is how far back we're going in the SETI verse next week. Sounds good. All right. So everybody listen to all those old episodes and catch up. Please send us do. an email and and that's it for this week so all right we will talk to you later john bye tim have a great week Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Uh, We got a Karen Green in the girls' locker room. Karen Green in the girls' locker room.